guys sports. Texarkana's longest running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Oh, good afternoon and welcome. Time for Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 107.9. Where we come at you live from the... I don't know. What, what word do you want to use this week to describe the surroundings? The Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. It's in fine form today. It is. It is. It's a little chilly. You could uh, <laughs> you could put some a 12-pack in here, and by the time How the presentation's over, it would be nice cold. It'd be very cold and ready to drink. What if you you put that uh, six-pack of yours in here? Well, I've got it undercover because <laughs> it's cold in here. And we think we're going to keep yeah. the uh, air conditioner up as long as we can yeah, to make well, sure that that stays hidden. It's you can tell when the uh, boss is out of town and the women have taken oh, yeah. charge of the AC because they turn it down. So that's how it is. There, most of our women in the building are uh, careful. Careful, there. There's landmines out there approaching. I think you need to be very careful with all that. Discussion. The years of menopause. Oh, I would. Not I'm just saying. It's uh, if you've lived with it, you understand it. If you if you're young you just and you made a mistake even bringing that up. No, if you haven't lived with it, it's coming. Well, well, just be ready. Whatever. Make sure you got two things: a sweater and a fan. Yeah. Because at any point in time, it's you're going to go need either one. You're going to go back and forth right. from uh, wearing a uh, tank top to, to a, a parka. Park. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of it, but it's what we do. Man, I'm stoked to see the little news just as we were getting ready to go on the air about. Uh, uh, Doug Davis is coming uh, over to Real Country. Yeah, he's going to be doing a Sunday morning gospel. I show. love it. Yeah, love it. We got to get him on the air. Country with us. gospel. So yeah, looking forward. to You going to sing okay. some of that? I could, but uh, not today. No, you've got I've, the yellow I've, pollen I've, voice. Yeah, I've got the froggy this morning or this afternoon. So had it this morning. And hang, hung around. Very nice. So, yeah, I got the froggy. I, I noticed for the first time that little layer of yellow on top of the vehicle. Yeah. It's all coming now. Yeah, well, it started last week, but then we had the rain. It went away. So it's it's full-fledged this week. I was working in my yard yesterday. I'm amazed I can breathe today. Yeah. I think it's coming now. Yeah, I sat out in the sun yesterday. I don't think that did me any good. No. That did the opposite of what it's supposed to do. No. I thought the vitamin D would help me. Nope. I think the pollen got it. I me. think it's overrated. Vitamin D? Yeah. 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 Sweat and all that goes along with it. Have you ever I, seen any of your cave dwellers who are sickly? No, no, they were just uh, unkept. See, <laughs> didn't not have, sickly. Didn't have showers or shaving no. kits. No, but they were look, they were perfectly look healthy. A lot like these young baseball coaches today. <laughs> wow, that's where you're going. A little huh? thick, little furry. Wow. All right. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, well, not really speaking of that, uh, but but uh, we we got to give you the uh, menu of guests for the week this oh, week. Oh, it's quite the week. You've been busy, my friend. I've been working this. Yeah, I, I've got to commend you on this lineup from this week. Well, I'm going to give you the challenge of, of topping it next week. Well, I don't know how you're going to. No, no, not me. You. Oh, well, that's that? your challenge. I think we'll just be talking. Fine. Yeah. Obviously, uh, today, coming up at 5.30, we're talking SEC basketball. Andrew Monaco, our uh, good friend from the uh, Texas A&M University. Yes. And a little football knows that A&M today. So. Oh, they got a little football news? Yes. So we'll... We'll broach that with Andrew Monaco yeah, as well. He's the voice of the Ags. He's going to join She'll us. We'll talk, talk about Buzz Williams being named conference coach, coach of the year. Why not? Yeah. Tomorrow, Michael Jackson. Who's He's touring. He's everywhere. Michael he is Jackson touring. is everywhere. I think he's doing a show in the morning, a show yeah. tomorrow afternoon. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's, he's on a tour. Where is he tomorrow morning? Well, he's on a piece of furniture in the morning. <laughs> really? Yeah. Coach of the Hooks Hornets boys yeah. basketball team will be uh, on the phone tomorrow. He's actually yeah. uh, uh, quickly trying to get out of practice and come on the air with us tomorrow. So we'll it's have interesting to see if he's on the phone in the morning on the furniture. If he's able, well, to- I would imagine he doesn't have practice both before and after school. Oh, okay, he's got practice after school tomorrow, so he's going to have to be hustling to get to us. Yes, <clears throat> we're we're just grateful in a very busy week for him. Yes. That, uh, We'll come He's back able to, to spend some time with. Oh us. yeah, Chelsea Slider is Wednesday. The uh, new softball coach over at Texas High, 
And uh, Chase Brewster is Thursday. To round out the week, since we only work four days a week on this presentation now. This is like working six. It is. It's like we're pulling a double. I'm saying we've got lots of folks lined up for lots of stuff. Busy work. It's like working extra. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the Hooks Hornets, who uh, just keep rolling along. Yeah. Uh, A very impressive weekend in the regional finals they get a semi it's impressive they get a semi-final what double overtime and then a uh, pretty impressive win on saturday yeah and boom they're into the uh, state semis hitchcock alfred no sterling no oh i wonder what their mascot is the hitchcock uh, birds? Rearview mirrors. I, I was like birds. Birds. Yeah. Hitchcock birds. I bet they're not. I'm willing to put money down they're not, not the, birds. the birds. I'm betting you that most people in Hitch in uh, Hitchcock, Texas, have no idea about Alfred. I bet they do. bet they do. I bet they do. You grew don't. up in Hitchcock. You know all about it. You Alfred. probably do. You're probably right. Yeah. It's probably inundated with, yeah. oh, do you, yeah. you know this? The psychos. Now, that would be cool. Yeah. They, now, see, if they're not – now I'm going to have to look them up. If they're not that – oh, here we go, Bulldog. See, freaking Bulldog. Yeah. Jason Boston is on top when of that. Doubt, I always go with Bulldog in Texas. Eagles, Yellow Jackets are Bulldogs, yeah. and it should be Psychos. Yeah. Darn. But Why can't – if should if, we hit a reset? Or schools should reset their nickname and say, "I'm gonna." you know what? We've done this for 100 years, 50 years. It's time to do it now, up to date, although, of course, Psycho was in the yeah. 50s. But uh, here's what we could have done there. We uh, we could have gone with cycles, but in lieu of that, if I'm the basketball coach, yeah, that's what I call my second unit. Psychos. That, that group I come in, yeah, I, the ones that Once come you go in, psycho that, on them. That's got fouls to give. Yeah, play maybe more physical than skilled. That's, that's what I call. Yeah. I don't know. Is that PC anymore? Can you even get by with that? You're a bunch of psychos out there. That's what I'm telling them. I want you to be a bunch of psychos. Yeah. Which ones do you call mother? I don't know. The, the ones that play like a bad mother. That's, <laughs> that's the one you call mother. What was the Raquel Welsh movie? My mother, uh, was it Mother Jugs and... Speed. Speed. Mother Jugs and Speed. That's right. Yeah. Ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. So it always comes back to Raquel. Yeah. And it Raquel. should. And it, I saw a picture this weekend of Raquel Welsh winning like the uh, Miss San Diego County Fair or something like that. Back yeah. in God knows what year that must have been. Early 60s? Probably. Maybe earlier in late 50s? Yeah. Back when people were still checking in. She didn't look Bates, the same. Bates Motel. Yeah, she looked nothing like. She was young and just a. Mm, unbloomed flower. Yes, that would be the way I would put Once that. Once they get you to Hollywood, <laughs> yes. they help you fully bloom. <laughs> there was much more blooming later. Yes, yes there was not I a lot of blooming. I doubt that one bit. No, they, uh, that's exactly they helped right. helped her, uh, <laughs> you know, come out of her shell. Yeah. <laughs> Discover. Yeah. It's a time of discovery. But either way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, or talking to Michael tomorrow. Haven't yet to have him on the show, so this is going to be a first time for uh, getting him on and visiting about uh, what obviously has been a, a thrilling season uh, with a, a great a thriller, are you? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> with a <laughs> bad <laughs> weekend. How many of those are you going to work in? How many of those are you going to work in tomorrow, didn't Oh, you? I don't know. We'll see if I can beat I'm that. Sure heard any of those like i never heard captain kirk you well know. he didn't hit the wall anyway yeah, so thank yeah, goodness whatever. for that so yeah we'll see how many of those you work in tomorrow oh they just have to look in the mirror they'll yeah, be all right whatever. they'll discover themselves yeah whatever running out of michael jackson no, things you Come never on run now. out of michael jackson oh no, that's things. true i'm a smooth yeah. criminal like that you are, <laughs> you are my friend you ain't even got to the jackson five yet. no no i'm you not going to abc's all over again <laughs> i'm not going back that far Anywho, on we go. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys today have decided Light Tony tag. Pollard is the future. No, no. They think well, for one year. The immediate future. That's what I mean. Yeah. They're tagging him. Well, I think the injury forced him to. Uh, I, I'm not so sure that Jerry wasn't so in love with him, he would give him a long-term contract, but. Well, I think he will. I don't think they've settled on it yet. Well, I, I bet before we get to the summer, this is settled. You don't I, think I so? I think we're going to want to see him on the field before he go. you go long-term with Tony Pollard. 
Long term for a running back is what four, three years, whatever. You, you can't with twenty five with the injury he had. You've got to find out if there's still explosiveness in those legs. And so, man, uh, you've got him locked for one. You got him locked. It's a ten for million one. dollar yeah. gamble, which is yeah. not that much of a gamble. Yeah. So uh, ten that I think it's well whatever knocking on the door at eleven. Now the question becomes now that he's tagged, and you've got twenty six million or whatever it is tied up in running backs. Is Zeke? Well, Zeke's going to have to either come back at less money. Well, he not, said he would do that. Yeah, but how much less? Well, I think they're going to let Zeke shop around. I'm sure Zeke. I don't agent, think Zeke wants to shop. No, I don't think he does. I think he's perfectly happy where he is. I think he'd take. I think he'd play for five. That um, I might agree. No, with. I think he would play for five. I think yeah. he would say, "I'll take five million. I'll stay right here. I've made yeah. plenty of money." I'll renegotiate. I don't know how well he's maintained his money in the past. Ah. But uh, either way, Zeke will be uh, testing the market, I'm sure, behind the scenes and see what else is available. Yeah. If five's as good as he can do, why not just stay there? I'm a little concerned they haven't settled up with Leighton Vander Esch yet. That one to me, I, I, I still think he's an important cog in the defense. And When healthy. When healthy, and he was healthy for the he most was. part he this year, and he was a this year. very good yeah. run defender. He's a tackler, and yes. the tackle stop linebacker, and they don't have a lot of. And that. he, when he wasn't on the field, they're vulnerable against the run. But that to me is an important signing if they can get that. There's done. some older linebackers who've been cut and are on the market. I know, so don't I saw, be surprised. I saw what's his name, Kendrick, get cut by the Vikings yes. today. Bobby Wagner's out. Bobby Wagner. Oh, gosh, how old is Bobby Wagner? But now? you know. Although he had a, he yeah. was he wasn't bad in Los Angeles yeah, this past bad. year, and you're year. not asking him to cover backs at this stage of his career. No, you're asking him to play between the tackles. That's right. And so I'd uh, rather have Vander Esch. And I didn't think I'd say that two Vander years Esch. ago because no. I didn't think he'd stay healthy. But I thought he he kind of got on the other side of the hill this year. Yeah. I think he's uh, more stable. It does surprise me because in the past you've been I'm, very questionable. I have been. of his. Physical ability to continue this game. Yes. The neck, you don't play with the you, neck. You kind of thought he could be the next Byron Jones. Yes. Who's still trying to figure out if he's going to retire or not. If you're unable to play, you got to walk away. He's not retired. Lip away. He says he won't retire. Yeah. Well, I think he will. Yeah, he wants a check, but I think he will retire. Yeah. Former cowboy corner. Physically broke down is what. Yeah. He says. All right, we're going to take a break. It is 13 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard, 903-735-9905. Reminder, Andrew Monaco coming up in about uh, 17 minutes. So we'll take the time out, do another segment, and we'll get ready to talk to the voice of the Ags when we come back. 5.30 tonight, leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan, 9 Andrew Monaco coming up in about 15 minutes. All right, so we found out where Hitchcock is. Southeast Texas. I should know that. I've been, Why should you know that? I've been I got Kinvoke down around Lamarck, cut and shoot that area down there. Okay. Yeah, I can't believe Hitchcock. I didn't yeah. It's a long drive. Although they're going to San Antonio. Yeah. It's a pretty good piece for both of them. Yes, they both got to drive. Yeah. All right, whatever. Talking to John McClure this morning. How's that? I saw John's team Saturday. I went over and watched. Did you? Watched them play uh, Fort Smith Northside. Okay. Entertaining ball game. Did you get a home run out of that? Two. But two. The Hyde kid went oppo and. Uh, Kreit. Kreit pulled one and pulled one the next day or yeah. that afternoon. I yeah. Think he got two. Yep. Boy, he's got quick hands. We were having that conversation about him today. Very quick hands through the zone. One of these guys that COVID's kind of. You know, cost him a bunch of time being on the field. Yeah. And now as a senior, he's getting out there again and healthy. Yeah. He's uh but he's hitting like eight or nine. Yeah, you see John said he can't hit a single. Yeah. He only hits extra base hits. He went three for ten during this tournament with a couple home runs and a triple. Yeah. I said, Well that's good for your uh your slugging percentage. But he's 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 a pool guy. He likes yeah. to pull the ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that means you roll over the top of right. a number and so you just have to be aware of that. He's, he's quick. He's quick, yeah. Quick young man. And so, uh, no, I went over. I wanted to <coughs> see the top of the line. I want to see those kids at the right. top of the lineup. Yeah. So And? There is advertised. 
the um, Ross kid, Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're young. 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 Babies. I mean, I don't think those kids are shaving yet. No. And, uh, but they can play. You can tell they've been raised yeah. to play ball. So uh, I enjoyed and that's, that's specifically I was hoping to catch the sophomore McMillan pitching but he wasn't on the bump so uh, uh, but it was fun to watch them and like this typical early season boot the ball around well, sure thing but then Shooty's uh, broadcast went off the rails and so oh why his hot spot got too hot he overheated his hot spot yeah how do you do that? It's just like a phone. You know Sitting how in the sun. Been, Sat we, in the sun. We've been broadcasting games before where our phones yeah. got too hot. Well, he's got a hot spot, and it got too hot, and it took him off there. I can't remember that. He knows better than that. He can cover it's his hot early spot. early season. He's not in form either. It, he booted no. the ball on that? Yeah. He booted the broadcast. Yeah. But by then, it was wow. over. Oh, it was? It was yeah. They, they had pretty uh, insurmountable <laughs> lead at that point. Okay. So and his, uh, Fave said, "Well, okay, I, I'm out of here. <laughs> he, he, why don't you just go back to his phone phone instead well, of his Skype? I, I don't know. See? I don't know. These are all questions um, I don't have answers to. And herein lies the thing: the Skype is the clear signal. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to a ball game, it sounds like it's Skype. Yes. But it uses a lot of moving parts, and if any of those parts decide to be cranky, then you're not on the air. Yeah. So that's what happened. But it was. It was uh, he was doing a very good job till then. I enjoy sitting next to him and listening because I don't know the team, right? And he was very informative, and so I got to know the team better. Okay, that's one of the reasons I went over there. This is a good you. endorsement for Keith right here. It's very good. Keith always does. You're, a good you're job. nailing this for him. And, I hope and, he's sending you and a check. He was calling the game by himself, and so he's having to call her in, and so I enjoyed that. So I probably would enjoy that too. But you know, Keith's very good on the rules. Well, sure. Why yeah. wouldn't you be? Uh, there's still rules I get confused on. Such as? Between high school and college oh. and things like that, and pros. There's, there's Which rule? rules. Uh, I don't remember. Balk rule. Balk rule? Yeah. That's, you know, a, that's balk a tricky rules, one. Yeah. Balks are tricky. Yeah. And so he- Come to a complete stop. There was a balk, and he explained it well. The guy um, the guy started to go to first and right. then stopped. Okay. Can't do well, that. Well, any other base- You can do that. You can do that. Can't do that first. Can't, Got to throw first. And so, you know, it's very good. I mean, to pick that up in stride without your color guy having to do it, that's pretty good. What are you trying to say? I thought he was very good. You give me a lot of shots right here. No, no. Kind of doing it without your color guy, without your color guy gutting in there and picking it up and and getting it for you. Things that the color guy can do for you. Yeah. That uh, in a circumstance like that, but Keith didn't need color guy. His rules are tough, and particularly the balk rule. True. So. I was asked today about what I thought about the uh, Major League Baseball going to the the clock and how many times we've seen batters get strikes, pitchers give up balls. Give up ball because they haven't gotten set yet. I, I, my commentary today was in this conversation, I thought the batters are having a harder time adjusting than I the think pitchers. So. I think it's advantage pitcher. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a, if you got a Mark, Mike Harv routine, yeah, you're going you're to gonna have all kinds of trouble. Yeah. you got to step out and readjust yeah. your gloves. Well, and, we didn't need all that anyway. No, we did not. But I'm just saying, guys yes. who are used to that is their yeah, in-between pitch routine. Now. It's going to be a struggle yeah, for no them. No more human rain delays. Did you see the uh, – of course, the shift is off. Yes, but – did you see this? I though? saw where you can do some things with your right fielder yes. to make up for it. Gallo got shifted yeah. anyway. Yeah, they brought the right fielder into the shift position and then just played with two outfielders. Yes. Basically said, we don't think you can drop the ball in left field, Joey. Right. I think they moved the left fielder over. Yeah, they moved left, left fielder, fielder to center, over. the right fielder. Right. I mean, the center fielder over to right and moved the right fielder in, in. basically deep second. Yes. And yeah. it literally, you're right, played with no left fielder. Yeah. Which I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. I'm intrigued for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's one thing to tell me the infield is open. Can I go the other way? If I'm going the other way, I'm just going to shoot one through the infield, and it's going to end up being a single. So what? Yeah. You're telling me the outfield is open, and now I'm running. That's basically what they've been doing to Gallo anyway. They've had him so far over. Well, I know. But that now it's field like there's more. nobody there now. Yeah. That'll mess up your swing. Yeah. If you're like, i got to well, try to place it Joey's over there. swing is jacked up all the time anyway. That's why he's bounced around. The other part I like about this is this is like the managers fighting back. Yes. 
Like, all right, baseball, you told me I can't move four guys off the dirt, any of the guys. All right, I got four guys on the dirt, two on yeah. each side. I'm still shifting. What are you going to do to me now? Well, they're going to change the rules next year. See, they are not. What are you going to say? Every outfielder has to be standing on this X in the middle of the field? put lines in the outfield. Oh, my God. Then it's over. I'm not watching baseball anymore. If they do that. How much baseball do you watch now? Enough to – Huh? At the MLB level, how much do you watch? Before the playoffs. I watch some. How much? Mm, I'll probably do 20 games during the season. An inning a game? Yeah, it won't do – it won't be a whole game. Yeah. No, it's a couple innings, three, four innings depending on where it is in the game and who's throwing. Yeah. If somebody good's throwing, I'll stick with them for a while. Otherwise, I'm good for the last two, three innings. I'll stick for that. So but you power te- arms. You're telling me i got to have an outfielder standing in a lined area. <clears throat> then I'm done. We've Baseball's done. we changed so many rules the last five years, Chuck. I don't know why it would bother you. I mean... It does bother me. They, I, we they, thought when they were going to... You can no longer face one batter. you got to... I hate that rule. Yeah, but hate we've, that we've rule. Learned to live. With I it. don't like it. I'm not living with it. I hate it. Did you quit watching because of it. I watch it less. I'm just saying. I used to watch four innings. Now we, I watch three. We have adjusted to multiple rule changes the last five years. I don't like them because they try to make the game more fan friendly. Now you know, I'm, jury's out on this speeding them up. Games are getting over quicker. Jury's out on this. We'll see, we haven't seen a major league game get affected yet. We're seeing these preseason things, exhibition season. That's fine. Spring training games. Well, they're all going to be affected by it. Some guys, it's going to mess up their careers. Well, and that's what I'm. the jury for me is out on these. Yeah. If we start seeing games ended because a guy took an extra second to step in the batting box, batter's <laughs> box, yeah. and, and we've got bases loaded and game just ended there, there's going to be a, a, a huge outcry. Yeah, we're going to. No, say, oh, it's well, an that's outcry. That's how that works. And then we move on. Uh huh. Okay. We move on. Okay. We've done. I I'm mean, not we've crazy. Been... I, I think we're over. I'm, 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 I'm appreciative of baseball's attempt to make the game a little faster because, and I threw out the Mike Hargrove yeah. reference earlier. A guy that's taken 30, 40 seconds between every at bat is killing every pitch. Fans. That's different. I don't know if we've hit the sweet spot on how long it should be. Maybe we have. Maybe this is it. Well, I they, think the jury's still they out. Experimented several years in the minors. This isn't right. just no, something no, I get they it. threw out. There. No, I get it. And and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I that's just speeded up a little bit. I don't like the fact though you're taking away from managers the ability to make decisions for their team, whether it's I'm only going to throw my lefty against their lefty pitcher, and then that's all he's in there for. That's the reason he's got a job in the yeah. major leagues because he can throw to a lefty, not because he's got to yeah. throw to two righties after Jamie that. Jamie Moyer would not have been around much. No, and, and I don't like that. And I don't like the fact that uh, you're telling managers where players can stand on defense. I'm shifting guys around. That's part of the managerial we strategizing. Tell them where batters can stand in the box. Don't we? Well, they've got to deal with the home plate. I'm just saying. There's got to be some. We've got a box that says you and have to stand. And we got bags around. I'm okay with the enlarged size of the bags. You have to stand in the box right here. Uh, that's the rule. I think so, that's a little different. No? Yeah. No, so. it is completely it's different. Just as big a part of the game. We've never in the history of baseball had to worry about maneuvering where the guy is before he gets ready to hit a pitch. It's a batter's preference am we i open stance am i in or out am i going to be we back in the constantly box worried what ishiro was doing because first thing he'd do is come out there and erase the front of that box and then get so far up that okay. he had an advantage with his swing and we have the rule that this is the box yeah. it has been a hundred plus year history so of baseball you old rules are okay but new rules are wrong it's not no it shouldn't be no rules i'm not saying that i'm saying i don't like taking away managerial strategy I like the guy that I'm paying a million dollars a year for to be able to say, I want my lefty in there to face one guy, not to have to face two different guys. That's not why I brought him in. It's not why I ever would have brought him See, in. I would have adjusted that rule. You can bring a lefty for one guy, but it's got to be like your first baseman. If it's what? a position player, he can come in, face one guy. That would have been fun. No, what? I don't even understand that. If you want a lefty to face only one person, okay. he's got to be a position player. 
So your right fielder or your first baseman can come in and face one person. No, what? That would be a hoot. You can't. They're trying to get that away where they don't even let position players pitch anymore. That would be a hoot. If you Think about how many first basemen pitch some point in their career. They all do. Yeah. Right fielder, some of them pitch. We don't like that, though. That's too much fun. But just bring it in. Uh, you know, you can, as long as they're in the field, they can come in and pitch one batter. I can't even. We're taking a break. We'll cut, uh, let's see, 28 and a half after 5 o'clock. We'll get Andrew Monaco on the phone next. We'll talk a little Aggie basketball, the SEC tournament coming up. You tell me there's Aggie news in football. we got to talk about that as well when we return. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. Or- Nine minutes till six o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 as we uh, jump on the phone this afternoon. And joining us live, the voice of the Texas AM Aggies, he is Andrew Monaco. And it is great to have you back on the show with us, sir. Absolute pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. I tell you what, I'm not so sure. I, you know, I'm all stoked up to talk basketball, and Tony drops on me. Well, there's football news today. And so we hit the brakes on basketball immediately because, oh, my God, it's football. Well, it's always football, isn't yeah. it? No, it's always football. <laughs> well, there's reports coming out of Baton Rouge today that uh, they are leaking the fact that their three opponents have been set in stone and for the football, the new football conference, along with the fourth game against Mississippi State and A&M, it seems, is going to be one of their three permanent opponents. Uh, can you either deny or... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I obviously, I, you know, obviously they don't, they don't come to Andrew when they do that. But we have what we have been hearing, and what Ross Bjork, our director of athletics, has been saying that for Texas A and M, likely uh, Texas, LSU, Mississippi State has has been those have been in that new three six model as we're going to nine conference games. It stems a little bit from the past where each of the schools were asked. Uh, to, to name the three common opponents, for lack of a, for lack of a better term, so it, that those were the three that A uh, and M looked at. Obviously, there's a, a tradition with uh, OU. There's a tradition with Arkansas as well. But I think those schools and the SEC was trying. To, they were trying to protect everyone, go a little more regional. And then there's a couple. I think the East and West is going away in football, from what I'm hearing. But a case of Alabama and Tennessee to keep that rivalry going, Georgia, Auburn. I don't know if Florida LSU stays the, the rivalry that it's been in the past, but uh, the schools were, were they were they would uh, submit their, their three common opponents and then the SEC would do that. So we'll be hearing that. I know because they have to start getting that schedule going. And what's interesting is I don't think we're going to pods, but that was a talk. I think the schedule was going to change no matter what. But with Texas and, and Oklahoma coming in, I think it helps a little bit more that it that it made this transition to this three uh, three six model a little bit easier. Forget the whole tradition thing. If they came to Andrew Monaco and said, "Andrew, where are the best three places that you un- you love calling a game as as the play by play by play by play guy for the Aggies?" Your three places would be what? Oh, we're talking about where to call it. Yeah. Game. Forget about the tradition. We don't care about that. We care about the the broadcasters got the best, the whole best venue. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this two different ways. I like the SEC's been good in trying to keep the rivalries and to have one, obviously, with Texas, uh, Arkansas. I would I would bring back in because that's the old Southwest Conference as well, um, and probably Oklahoma. But it discounts everything else. LSU's become a nice little rivalry. Uh, love doing a game. <laughs> no, I take this back. I like. Going to Auburn, I hate the booth in Auburn because we're behind an end zone, but I love that atmosphere. Neyland Stadium in Tennessee, uh, spectacular. The way A&M and uh, Alabama has been has been something special. I really liked Georgia, but that's the only time we play Georgia. Right. That's why this schedule has to change. Georgia has never been to Kyle Field, and you know Kyle is the ultimate. That's number one on that list, but I'm fortunate enough to do seven of them a year nice. from Kyle Field. It's Andrew Monaco joining us live this afternoon. You open up a new subject, Andrew. More and more as luxury boxes and 
donors have become more important. Broadcasters have gotten pushed to some bizarre places to call games. Um, how do you feel about that, that you guys – I don't I'm like if you're in the end zone, you're having to call the game mostly off a monitor. Well, yeah, and then it depends on if a team gives you a monitor that's in real time or if you're getting the feed and that can be delayed. It's really, it's really hard uh, with Auburn because we're also on the scoreboard side or the video board side, I should say. And on the other side, it's just down a distance. And you're learning to um, – the yard line is by the side judge or the line judge there on the sideline. What, what line is he in on the, on the one sideline? Um, Cowboy Stadium is beautiful, but you're also towards a corner. The Orange Bowl is fantastic, but you're also towards a corner. And there are going to be a couple more in the SEC – uh, that will that will move. Uh, Mississippi State might be doing it. I, Ole Miss, I think, is getting a new press box, but I don't think that we are moving when it when it comes to that. It makes it a little more difficult. One of the reasons why I don't like it. We also have a network. I get what TV does, and they and they keep their booths, and it's you know it's in, in millions of dollars. But you know, schools like Texas A and M and schools like Alabama, there's a lot of money in our networks as well. Um, and I don't think we're serving our audience. They don't always listen to us. We will fight for certain positions. Uh, we're fortunate in basketball that we have very good broadcast positions, unlike the NBA that has moved basically all the talent off the floor, uh, and now they've been moved because they can sell those seats. And uh, also fortunate as well for you know another sport that I do, baseball, uh, that we have those booths. But, yeah, when, when it comes to the – the money talking angle, uh, yeah, they're definitely moving those positions, but I don't think it serves our listeners very well. well. We'll head on to basketball. You threw that out. What a great finish for the Aggies! They get a win over Alabama. They're walking into the tournament hot, hotter than maybe anybody else in the country, certainly in the conference. Uh, this season, which looked at Christmas time like it was going to be a oh my gosh. This is going to be a struggle. Has all of a sudden become one with a lot of excitement and maybe some potential for a deep run. Yeah, they've been remarkably consistent. And I, I love something that Buzz Williams said. He was asked, how has this team responded to their three losses? And they responded very well uh, after you know they win their first five in the conference. And it was seven in a row because after that loss to Wofford in the Christmas break, that's this team got tired of being six and five, and they and they did something about it. You could see the identity of this team really uh, play for more forty minutes. We got glimpses of it early, but not enough. And then they they have bounced back beautifully. They win five, lose to Kentucky, win a couple more, lose to Arkansas. Then they put a six game winning streak together before losing to Mississippi State, and in that final week to go to Ole Miss and then the win over number two, Alabama. But Buzz turned it around and said, how have we bounced back after victories? And that's, I think, the key to the consistency. And I I would argue that there's only been one team more consistent in the SEC, and that would be the team that finished first in the conference, Alabama, with just the one loss. The Aggies have been remarkably consistent because for 18 games, there have been about 16 where they really played their style the other two, Buzz admitted Kentucky, they really didn't play. It was more of a Kentucky style. And Mississippi State, he said, Arkansas, that game that the Aggies flew to Wichita and then bust to Tulsa and then went to Fayetteville, uh, the, the travel that got interrupted, if you will. Uh, he said the jury was still out on that one. They have this ability to do us. That's the phrase, do us. The Aggies can be the Aggies better than anybody else. They can't be... Alabama. They can't be Arkansas. They can't be Kentucky. They can't be Tennessee. They can only be A&M. And I think they play with that supreme confidence. And the other thing he said that has stayed with me throughout this season is they don't flinch. There's a poise on this team. Things going wrong, they've have a, they have this ability to change that and adapt to the game and bend the game their way. And that means taking good shots. That means using the shot clock if there's nothing early. And it certainly means playing defense and a pretty good defense for all 40 minutes. I think it's hard to practice against a team like Texas A&M because we don't play like a lot of different people. I'm not talking about a Syracuse 3-2 defense or when Kermit Davis was still at Ole Miss, that 1-3-1 that he plays. But the Aggie defense is hard to replicate in a practice because you just don't see it. And I don't think you do it at the same speed or at the same intensity of Texas A&M. And I think that's allowed them to play the style they want to play for the majority of the conference season. Andrew, I think A&M's step forward in basketball is part of this whole conference getting better. I, I can see in 10 years this be the best basketball conference in America. 
Am I crazy to think? No, you're that? not. You're not. You're, no, absolutely not. No, I think it's got. You know, you look at it. I think it's got some. Think about the young coaches that just came in to the conference just this year. Uh, I think some really dynamite coaches. No, I, I agree with you. I think from the coaching and the players. I think when you have uh, players who and, and it's it's going to be a, the type of thing of we're going to see some more one and dones because that's how some of the coaches are going to want to be and you're going to see the talent from the SEC be in the NBA. No, I, I don't think it's crazy. I think it always changes a little bit. You know, it's, it's, you know, is it the Big Twelve now and then the Big Ten's always going to be there? ACC, although not as deep as it's been in the past, but. I, I will I will argue that having to navigate 18 games in the SEC really is a is a test. Uh, how how good are you throughout those nine weeks with no buy, no game off? I don't think there's a game off in the SEC, and this is quote unquote the down year. I just think it's it's quite a test, and I think a, a good number of SEC teams should be in that NCAA tournament. You know, I'm I'm a guy who struggles with the one and done kids. I know Arkansas has decided to go all in on that this year. They recruited an amazing amount of talent. The fan base was stoked about the fact this is the year. Well, here they sit in conference eight and ten. They're struggling to find consistency. They're not great from the free throw line. They're not a great shooting team. And probably if these guys had three years together, they may be a monster. But I'm watching right now thinking, gosh, there's a lot of hype for a lot of guys that doesn't feel like they're going to deliver soon enough before they go on to the next thing. It's kind of a heartbreaker. You get this great talent, but you can't make it work. It's hard to invest in your school if you're only there for a year. Are you there just for the NIL? Are you there for the experience of being uh, an alum of that school? Look, John Calipari has embraced it at Kentucky to do that, and I think it takes a special coach as well. Eric Musselman there in Arkansas, can I get you to the NBA? Yeah, I can because I coached in the NBA. I know what it takes. And I think that's it. I'm with you. If you had, if you had some of those teams, think about Jabari Smith at Auburn as a sophomore, who is pretty scary. Because you guys know, freshman to sophomore is a big, big. Not just, it's you're no longer making the adjustment. Now things are a little clearer, right? The game's a little bit slower. You've got a year. You digested everything. You've learned to balance school and athletics like that. Look, I think Nick Smith is an absolutely talented guy and Josiah Jordan James of Tennessee they walked away from their programs they didn't even stay in their in their uh, hometowns the school towns Nick Smith goes to California to be with his trainer that's that's really hard to justify to the teammate are you there for your teammates or are you there for yourself that becomes the tricky part for coaches and it's not just in the SEC it's going to be everywhere that's the tricky parts for coaches and teammates because, you know, that's, that's, are you playing for yourself or are you playing for one another? But Mike Krzyzewski, he had that at Duke for the longest time, right? That He didn't even like when guys left after their junior year. He thought they should have stayed for the senior. But I think you're going to see a little bit of that the other way as well, that, that guys in the NBA are going to be a little more complete when they've stayed three or four years. And, and I'm going to say of your statement, if those guys all stayed and the collection of talent stays, two, three, four years, I think they would be absolute juggernauts in college. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, You bring up NIL. Everybody talks about Texas A&M and NIL. How organized is Texas A&M overall with NIL? Do they say, we're going to put X amount of dollars in football, X amount basketball, X amount baseball, or is it you just got a bunch of Aggies out there throwing money around? Because it's now connected with the 12th Man Plus program, it comes through the 12th Man Foundation. Because it cannot be connected to athletics. It's, it, you can't have, a, you know, the director of athletics cannot go say, we can give you this money. It's got to be separate. It has to be overseen because of, you guys know, you got to navigate all the state laws that have done it because no one took control of this. The NCAA didn't do anything about it. States then rushed to help their schools. You've got to deal with all those uh, all those laws through each state. Now, I don't even know if like if a kid comes from another state, how, how that affects it. Uh, but you ha- when you have donors, and some schools are going to face this, and some schools won't. Some schools are going to face, okay, we're going to give money to NIL, but you know what? I don't have enough to give you to facilities. 
you guys know college athletics is an arms race when it comes to facilities, whether it's stadiums or practice facilities or locker rooms, things like that. There's going to be other programs that will say, okay, but it's the donor now who will have the choice. I think what we have yet to see in NIL, and this is just Andrew talking, is the return of investment. When you have given money to either a team or a student athlete or something like that as a donor and you don't get the return of investment, does that, does that tap then run dry? I don't know. We haven't seen that. It's still been more of a wild west so much that way. Texas A&M is going to be fine. Alabama is going to be fine because of the donors. But I still think that plays a part in all of that anyway. Look, I get the, I get the name image like this. If you want to sell a jersey and it has, and I'll use a former player, Isaiah Spiller's number on it playing football, yeah, he should get something for that. Texas A&M is a little different because we have the number 12. You know, you can sell that, you can, you can sell that 12 jersey. But if we're doing something that has a player's name on the back, yeah, I think he should get a cut. But we've jumped from that to, oh, my gosh, now it's all endorsements, and we've allowed agents to come in, and they get their hands in, and then will they have them for their careers? NIL is going to work for for sports like baseball that have 11.7 scholarships. That's going to help a lot because the NCAA is not – Northern schools have held the Southern schools hostage, has always been my feeling. They don't want more scholarships. They don't want the additional coaches. To me, it's, hey, if you want to have a fourth coach, have one. 11.7 for 30, 35 player roster. And the other Olympic sports as well. It, it can help those student athletes. And some of these are, you know what, we're putting money in a pool and it gets divided amongst everybody. Some of them's going to be, hey, I've got my x amount of dollar deal and i've and i've heard that that has broken up some teams when it comes to basketball where that one player is a is a little hurt that the other guy got his deal he didn't get his i've heard of a team that did not practice because the nil money was not in the bank account so they called off practice i just think it adds one more thing it makes a coaching has changed in the last couple of years from covid and nil and all that's going on that you can no longer just throw a scouting report at a player and say digest this be ready when you take the floor at 10 o'clock i think you have to adjust and adapt and use all the resources that you have video walkthroughs uh all that stuff learning a little bit writing things down if you don't do that i think we're going to see a lot of older coaches getting out because it's just going to be too much for them they're not going to like the change and they may not want to change they'll have made their money and it's time to get out we saw the story of the quarterback who was uh, targeted to go to florida and all of a sudden that fell apart the whatever it was, 13 million, 3 million, I can't remember what the number was that was supposed to be slated for him to get it, and then all of a sudden they kind of went the other direction and went, well, we don't have that much, and he walked away. I, I, are we even walking around if I'm a college kid who can play quarterback or who can shoot the ball or I'm seven? Am I even looking at the campus, or am I just going and sitting down and saying, all right, so what's my money amount going to be? I think you're going to have there are going to be certain schools that it's going to be just for that, that they're going to embrace that. There's going to be other schools that won't even go after that kid because that's not going to be a that's not going to be a part of their equation. Uh, will you be uh, will you be a guy that's going to invest three or four years? It's funny. Jimbo Fisher says this, that one of the changes on the recruiting trail is guys. It's like it's three and gone. They want to get their three years in in college football and then go to the NFL, which is their right. I get it. But. For the other sports, they may not even give you those three years. And are they shopping themselves to the highest bidder? I think you're going to have some schools that say, yeah, we embrace that. And there's going to be others say, don't even inquire about us because we're not going to take that type of player. Well, they, they won't until they start losing to those, those schools that are. Then it changes. That's a very interesting point. And then we're bringing in, you know, that what happened in Florida. You get people who are jealous of that money, and then they start combing through someone's past, right? Yeah. And here comes, a, you know, an Instagram or a Twitter feed or, or, or something, you know, because then there's that jealousy because they don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's, uh, it's something that I don't think it's something that I, I don't think I want Congress to fix it. <laughs> because I'm not sure they could fix anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but yeah. there's, there's got to be something. The NCAA has, has, I think, put their head in the sand when it's come to NIL and ignored it. And I, I, here's the other one. I think the transfer, port, transfer portal's been a joke in the number of um, players who have been tampered with by a school contacting them without any permission before they're even in the, If you go in the portal and don't know where you're going, 
It's kind of silly now. But if you are going in the portal, knowing where you're going, you have been tampered with, to use the NBA term. Someone's contacted you illegally. And there is no way. I don't know how they would stop that by doing it, but... And that's the other thing, the portal. <laughs> We're going to solve all the world's problems, right? Are you leaving Are you leaving because you're not satisfied after one year and you're going? Is it just not the place for you? I get that. What's the reason for you leaving? And I think the next coach has to say, why are you leaving? Look, we've, we had a kid who came in for basketball. He's from Dickinson, just south of Houston. And I like the kid. He comes to us from Wyoming and plays. But now he's at San Francisco. And so that's now his third school that he has been in. What do you do on senior day? <laughs> what uniform do you put on? Is this like going into the Hall of Fame where you have the blank cap? You know what I mean? Like, which, which school do you do? And, and again, what are you? Are, are you mad because you're not getting playing time and you don't want to earn it? You don't want to compete? Well, then, you know what? Maybe that transfer portal is for you. I think some coaches are going to say, look, you can play college football. You can play college basketball. You can play college baseball. But you can't play for me. There's another place for you, but it's not for me. I think when coaches start lowering the standards, they are putting their jobs on the line. I think you've got to set that standard and bring in the right kids. And I I don't think it's just a matter of you have to bring in talent. I'm really blessed to have a Buzz Williams who knows. I may not have five stars. I may not have the one and dones. He's got a heck of a team that plays together because these guys that he's brought in, they have bought in to what they're doing and they're winning. I think if you sell your soul, it's a very short-term success. You're going to get, look, all coaches get hired to get fired anyway, right? I just think it's a short-term. And then now you're just coaching for your job. You've forgotten the sight of all of this is we're supposed to be doing this, supposed to be doing this for the student-athletes. Andrew Monaco, the voice of the Aggies. You mentioned some of those basketball players. Uh, How much do you love Dexter Dennis? Oh, well, I think he's the heartbeat of this team. I really do. And I'm a little disappointed that one of the best defenses in the SEC does not have a single player on the all-defensive team. And I think Dexter Dennis should be the one uh, who, who is on that. He's, he's fit in absolutely beautifully. And, you know, there's also this. He played at Wichita State where Billy Kennedy, who coached here, is an assistant coach. And when Dexter was saying that he was looking at Texas A&M, Billy said, you'll love the school, you'll love Buzz Williams. Buzz was Buzz was asked about that, and Buzz Williams said that he thinks that BK Billy Kennedy is one of the top five people in the world, not coaches, one of the top five people. So when you have things like that, but I've, I'm I'm not sure I've seen a guy fit in as seamlessly as he has coming in after one year. But I, I think he's been a a a huge reason why this defense has been so good for the Aggies. Have you been looking at regionals to see uh, where you'd like to go for your uh, spring break? You know, I, I, I am sitting back and letting them do it because I tried guessing all last time if we were going to even go to Dayton for a play-in game and we should have been in and, and our hearts were broken. So I am not playing this game any longer. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna send us where they're going to send us. And uh, to me, it's like I – Obviously, they've done enough. I've been I've been thrilled about that. But uh, you know what? I, I, everybody's like, well, uh, you know, uh, Joe Lenardi had us in for ESPN. He was wrong. We weren't in last year. He had us in. So I'm not listening to anything he says. Although I think I think Joe looks at more basketball than maybe the committee did last year. I know it's a brand new committee. Uh, and I hope they do take the entirety of the season because they skipped the last week of the tournament for Texas A&M, but uh, I think it's it's going to be nice to be back in that tournament. Uh, I think it's going to be a great re- reward. I think there's going to be a little bit of the residue of last year. I think that run to the NIT has had uh, some effect on this team. I think there's a reason why Wade Taylor's so good, that leadership, and going through that last year, Boots Radford as well. I think that disappointment fuels a little bit uh, for them, and to be in the NCAA, I think they will appreciate and if they play the way they play, and they play like the Aggies, I think they're a tough team to play in the tournament because you don't, you're going to see this for the first time. And again, the team that plays like itself for, for the majority of 40 minutes will win. But I don't know if, if the Aggies are fortunate enough to win on that Thursday or Friday. To have just one day to prepare for them, I think will be making it a little more difficult for an opponent. So as a coach, you want to win the SEC championship and hang that banner but it sure means playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. And maybe for the actual NCAA tournament, you're better off not winning the SEC tournament. I think if you're Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, 
Yeah, I agree with that. And which leads me to something else. If <laughs> No one will do this. No school will do this. But when you know you're in and you decline going to your conference tournament, I know that will never happen. But there are some teams that would like to do that. I think for other teams, I think there's something to competing every single day. I think the Aggies are thrilled to have the double bye. Uh, it is a quick turnaround if you're fortunate because, look, they're going to play someone for the third time, uh, the winner of, of uh, Arkansas and Auburn. Uh, and that becomes a heck of a matchup. That's, that's, that, those are tough matchups for Texas A&M. But when you're already in the quarterfinals, it's a tough matchup anyway. I think the way – you, you go to win because you're competing every game, and I think that's in the DNA. I think that's the identity of Texas A&M. But I see exactly where you're coming from. It caught up to A&M last year to have to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. They ran out of gas against Tennessee. Uh, but they were playing for their lives. For some teams that know they're already in, uh, they, they, I don't want to say coast, but I think that competitive edge starts to kick in. Um, I was interested. There was a couple comments before Saturday, and I know Alabama did their job on Wednesday by beating Auburn, but they were like, man, we really wanted nothing to do with this being a, a, a winner-take-all game uh, you know, on Saturday at Reed Arena. And I'm thinking to myself, don't you want to be in that situation? Like, Why do you shy away from that? Because from here on out, it's one and done yep. from here on out. You, I think you want that competitive edge. I think for a Buzz Williams team, always going to compete. I don't think they rest on any laurels, but I, I know what you're saying. Six o'clock on Friday becomes the second game on Saturday, so that's 2 or 2.30, and it becomes like a noon game on Sunday. Yeah, it's unlike any time of the year, isn't it? Like not even tournament November can be like this. It's unlike any time uh, for these for these conference, but – if you're a competitor, you want you want to be able to celebrate. You want to be the last team standing. And remember, it was the Aggies who had to watch Tennessee do that last year. There you go. It's Andrew Monaco who's joining us this afternoon. I've got music in my ear, sir. We're about to have to let you go. But as always, it's amazing getting a chance to visit with you and pick your brain. And hopefully we'll get you in a couple weeks as the Ags are getting ready to, to make a run maybe at a Final Four. That would be outstanding. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. It's a date. All right, we're out of time for today. Reminder, Kirk and Company tomorrow morning. No. No, it'll be the power hour tomorrow morning. Tuesday morning, the power hour. Don't forget, we'll be back here tomorrow afternoon. Michael Jackson joining us tomorrow. We'll talk basketball with the head coach of the Hooks Hornets. Tomorrow at 5.30 right here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 107.9. You guys have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow.